You are listening to Affirm, the podcast for women of color who affirm their worth, value mental health, and seek wholeness. I'm your host, Davia Roberts, and today's affirmation is, I desire to be known and loved because I am worthy of such a beautiful experience. You are listening to episode 45, The Problem with Positive Vibes Only. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Affirm. Again, my name is Davia Roberts and I am your host. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to express my sincerest gratitude to every single person who took the time to share or donate to the Redefine Enough Mental Health Scholarship Fund. As many of you know, in the last episode, episode 44, I announced that Redefine Enough would not continue, that there would be changes with the Affirm podcast. So if you haven't heard about that, then definitely press pause, go go listen to episode 44, and then come back. But I announced that there would be changes, but I wanted to have this last hurrah for all the work that we've done as far as self-care and mental health awareness and in healing for women of color. I wanted to make sure that there was space for that. So from June 1st to my birthday to July 20th, Redefine Enough, we had a fundraiser. And because of y'all, because of the community, because of us, we were able to raise over $1,300 to support three women of color. One is pursuing a doctorate for counseling and two other women of color. We are paying $300 each for therapy sessions. I am so thankful for everyone who showed up and showed out. It was truly a moment for me to be able to just sit back and really revel like, wow, this is the active community that has truly come together in support of women of color, in support of wellness, in support of healing. And I was truly, truly blown away. And I am so thankful. So thankful for all of you knowing that this work has never been in vain and there have been challenging moments. But y'all really just, you literally put your money where your mouth is. And I am so thankful. And if you took the time to donate through the Redefine Enough website, I have your email and I will be sending out a thank you letter and thank you email with information about the recipients just so you can get to know them a little bit more. Because one of the things that I always love is being when you're, when you're a part of a process and you're, you're, you have a goal in mind, it's always amazing to be able to see it through, to see what what happens with it. And so being able to see where your donation is going is always great. So I want to make sure that you're able to see the amazing recipients who are going to be able to benefit and, and heal and grow and impact the world because of our ability to come together. So again, I say thank you. And I truly don't have any other words to say that can truly express my gratitude, but Thank you from the bottom of my heart, y'all. Yeah. Y'all made sister, you know, the misty eyed as it all happened. So thank you. <laughs> and another thing before we dive into the episode is the fact that in the last episode, I announced Redefine Enough is ending and Patreon is going to be the way that the Affirm podcast continues. And if you are a Patreon supporter, you will be receiving exclusive episodes at patreon.com forward slash Affirm podcast. Yes, um, the URL will change because Redefine Enough will 
end and cease to exist. Um, but in, in August, the remainder of August and into September, I will not be uploading episodes to iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen, Google Play, whatever the case is, they will be exclusively on Patreon. The podcast will fully return once we reach five hundred Patreon supporters. If you're already a supporter, you are going to receive Patre- Patreon episodes. You're going to receive little episodes in the meantime. So thank you for everyone who is already donating, already supporting. I appreciate it. You ready to get into this episode? Amazing. <laughs> One of the things that I have noticed recently is this influx. And I'm not even sure if it's not a recent influx. It's something that's been going on for a while, but for, for some odd reason, it just it's just been coming on repeat in my head with this phrase, positive vibes only. And to an extent, I think that that phrase can be really toxic. I have a mixed relationship with it. Like probably some of you may, you may or may not, and that's okay. We don't have to agree, but hear me out. I love the phrase positive vibes only because it talks about, you know, like, happiness and peace and healing and joy and all of those things are amazing and feel great. I think of love and relationships. That's what I think of when I think of positive vibes only. The other thing when I think about positive vibes only, and particularly when I see it online, it has this context of if you are not beaming sunshine and rainbows, then you cannot be a part of my life. AKA mean girls, you can't sit with us. (laughs) Um, And my issue with this is that if we don't allow the full range of people to show up in our lives, what does that say about our actual relationships? It's almost as if it's used to be an excuse to be avoidant or a fair weather friend. Like when things get tough, it's a way to cut someone off so you don't have to be inconvenienced by actually having to show up for that person. And hear me out before you say, Davia, it's not that big a deal. It's just a phrase. I understand that it is quote unquote, just a phrase. But let's be, let's be honest. Words do have power and they can definitely impact the way that we lead our lives. Because when we think about our actual relationships, when we think about friendships and family and romantic partners, for many of us, those relationships are our saving grace. Those are our safe spaces that we retreat to when we need to process something, when we're in need of encouragement, when we're in need of love or self-assurance, when we, when we need to just be seen and vulnerable and known and understood. These people who know us intimately become this safe space for us to process the world, to regain energy and strength and keep going. That's why solitary confinement is such a big deal because isolation takes a toll on a lot of us. Now, let's be honest. The amount of relationships that bring joy vary from person to person. Some of us have few. Some of us have many. Our levels of intimacy fluctuate. Every relationship has a different role. But those relationships very much impact our well-being. So when it comes to this phrase of positive vibes only and its ability to impact our worldview, its ability to impact how we actually build relationships, it can be a bigger deal. Not for everyone, 
but it can be. And obviously, I'm not talking about relationships where someone is toxic or abusive. If someone is always emotionally manipulative, physically abusive, is putting you down, then of course you have the right to set boundaries, to end that relationship, and to figure out what your healing process is going to look like. You get to determine what that looks like when you cut them off, if you cut, you get to determine all of that. So when I'm speaking about sometimes this phrase is used to be avoidant or a bad friend almost, I'm not talking about where someone else is abusive. I'm talking about when we're more concerned about our convenience in a relationship. Do I feel like calling them when they've had a bad day? Do I feel like I have the energy to hear them talk about their breakup or depression? Oh my gosh, they're anxious and I just don't feel like it's not that big a deal. I don't, if you're not going to be positive today, I don't want to hear it. If that's our reaction, then I say it's unhealthy and it's problematic. Because at the end of the day, all of us desire to be known and to be known deeply and intimately and to be still loved for it. There is a, there is just this amazing, beautiful experience when someone knows all of you and still makes an active choice to love and accept who you are. Because if you're honest, many of us, myself included, we know all of who we are and we're still struggling to accept that. We're still struggling to love those pieces of us. So when we experience it with another human being, it takes on a completely different a different feeling, a different vibe. It is such a consoling and beautiful experience. But if we're not able to show up for people the way that we desire, what does that say about us? And once again, it depends on experience, right? I can remember going on a friend date and a friend date to me is me figuring out like, let's just hang out. Let's see if we click and keep it pushing. We'll, we'll take it from there. I don't do instant besties, (laughs) but I remember going out and long story short, I remember this person running into one of their friends while we were out and I was introduced. They spoke very highly of their friend. And the moment that we walked away from said friend, they started to trash them. And I was like, whoa, whoa, where is this coming from? And in that moment, I was like, you reek bad vibes and negativity. I'm not here for it. And more importantly, it was a thing about character. Loyalty is really important, but also just having grace and compassion for other folks is <laughs> really important. Um, and I wasn't seeing that. So her life and her values did not align with mine. And so we could label that as bad vibes, but I wasn't interested in that. But there are also other situations Um where I've had friendships and a person seems really nice, but it almost feels like I'm their mother. Like I'm mothering them. I'm the nurturer. Now I know that I have a very nurturing side, but I can also feel drained if a relationship feels one-sided to me. And maybe you can relate to that. (laughs) But in those situations, it's my responsibility to clearly express my needs and say, I like you. Or I like this particular thing about you. I like the fact that we can talk about life openly. However, (laughs) it seems that you have a lot going on right now and I don't have the capacity to show up that way. 
I still want to talk to you, but I know that there are some days where I don't have it in me. What is a way that I can still honor you, you know, with what's going on in your life without you feeling like I'm just stepping away or shutting down? It's not that I just don't care about what's going on with your life, but I have my stuff too. And sometimes it's just hard to handle my stuff and hear your stuff too. So how can we show up and honor both of our experiences where you don't feel neglected or at least you know where I'm at right now? And that may seem like a very hard conversation for some of us. I've had this conversation with friends and it was still tricky. It was still hard. And I've had to navigate how to kind of reframe the conversation for different people. But this also means being clear about what you need and considering both of your feelings feelings and experiences because this whole positive vibes is cute in theory, but if we don't allow the negativity that naturally happens in life, trauma is not a positive vibes moment, but a lot of us experience it. Can we hold somebody else's trauma with them? Can we be a friend through that with them? And how do we make space for light in the midst of that moment. And sometimes you can't carry it all and that's fine. You are not someone's therapist. And I think that is always important for me to emphasize you are not their mother, their father, their caretaker. You're not any of that. But I think it's really important for us to be able to have open conversations and healing conversations that allow us to truly love on one another. If we allow unspoken feelings or resentments to guide your decisions and your interactions with your friends, you're going to see a lot of hurt. You're going to see a lot of damage. And quite frankly, a lot of us don't know how to deal with conflict. And conflict doesn't have to be this dramatic thing. Conflict is simply a disagreement, a different way of viewing things, a different way of living things out. That's conflict. But positive vibes only doesn't have to be this excuse to be avoidant. It doesn't have to be this excuse to cut someone off or to ghost them. It doesn't have to be that. If anything, some of us actually lack emotional intelligence and conflict resolution skills. And that's what it comes down to. Don't get it twisted. I have definitely been (laughs) in this boat myself. And some of us is not our fault to an extent. If you don't know any better, you can't do any better. But you're listening to this episode, so you're going to have a bit more awareness. (laughs) And, And I say that because some of us weren't raised knowing how to address issues in a healthy way. Maybe your parents had this whole my way or the highway type of philosophy, or you were told to just get over it when your feelings were hurt, or maybe, maybe you're just told, well, if I just say sorry, then it's fine. We can sweep it under the rug and we can go on about our business. Or if you were raised in a family where you don't need any friends, those aren't your real friends, you weren't raised knowing how to actually navigate healthy friendships because your friendships were diminished and you were basically told they don't exist and the only people that you need are your family members. Or whatever the case may be, if we don't have people modeling healthy disagreements that don't involve yelling, that don't involve cursing, that don't involve name calling or emotional manipulation. Some of us really don't know what to do when conflict arises, when we have an unmet need that we simply don't know how to express without fear or guilt or even shame. 
this shame that we're this bad being because we have a need, because maybe we need space. You are not bad for your needs. And the fact that we have been guilted says something about society, not you. And so I just want to emphasize that. But there is a way to kind of reframe the situation. Because once again, we love our friends, we love our family, we love our partners, and they add so much to our peace of mind and our well-being. However, when both of us or just one party has unmet needs, that's where the tension comes, that's where the stress comes, and sometimes that that relationship becomes a source of anxiety, it becomes a source of stress. And instead of us just holding on to this resentment, there's an opportunity for us to learn how to communicate our actual feelings for us to reframe the situation. So instead of us viewing it as this, you are negative and I can't deal with you in my life. Sometimes if we were to get real, what we really are thinking and feeling is I am hurt and I want you in my life, but I need for us to be able to rectify the situation because I don't want to continue to be hurt going forward. Think about some of your relationships, some of the anger that we feel towards someone It isn't just anger and rage, it's hurt and disappointment. And that's okay. It's okay to be hurt. The people that we care about the most are the ones that tend to hurt us because our expectations are different, because the vulnerability is there. But how can we allow ourselves to have this full human experience that says there are going to be ebbs and flows in relationships? People are going to disappoint us. The people that we love aren't always going to be sunshine and rainbows. They're going to have their stuff too. So if they're dealing with depression, if they're dealing with anxiety or just a challenging time in their life, how can we show up for them? And maybe both of us are on the struggle bus at the same doggone time. How do we love one another knowing our limitations, knowing that our capacity is diminished from what it normally would be and having that conversation? Because you can't be perfect for anyone 24-7 or you can't be perfect at all, but you can be there. And although we don't like to be inconvenienced, we don't like to have to go out of our way spend extra time doing certain things. What we can do is figure out what are ways that I can show up? What are ways that I can love on someone? And what are some of the tough conversations that I need to have? And instead of being afraid of that, you're going to hurt them. Maybe sometimes just naming that. I care about your our relationship so much that I've been holding on to this thing for a while because I was afraid if I expressed it, there would, it would be an altercation and I would no longer have this friendship. And instead, I want to take a risk and trust you and trust that you care enough about me that I can share this thing with you and share it and be honest instead of holding on to these things that essentially will allow us to let go, to heal and to move forward, whether with that person or without that person. But if we don't learn these skills, what typically ends up happening is that we continue to recycle people in and out of our lives because we truly believe that it's either positive vibes or bad vibes and you got to pick one or you're out. And if you don't make me feel good in this moment, then you're out. But in the long run, that doesn't serve us. There's this beauty of discernment that says there are going to be people who have challenging things about them yourself included, myself definitely (laughs) included. 
but figuring out what is worth it and not in the not in the frame of mind like is somebody worth it like are they worthy but there are some things that you have the capacity to hold and some things you don't some things that align with your your life and your values and some things that don't and you may not be judging that person you just simply we don't click we don't align and that's okay we are not meant to have that deeper relationship and that is fine but recognizing that sweet spot finding that sweet spot showing up having reciprocity and figuring out what works for you. We desire community in such strong ways, whether it's a large community or a very small, very small, intimate one. It impacts our well-being. It impacts how we show up in the world. And instead of just saying, if you don't make me feel good, you gotta go. Maybe it's time to shift. Evaluate what makes us operate in certain ways. Push relationships away. And just sit with it and sit through it. But it makes me think of this amazing quote by Tim Keller that says, To be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. To be fully known and truly loved is, well, a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw at us. Words by Tim Keller. Don't let positive vibes or uncomfortable vibes be the thing that stops you from truly intimate and loving relationships. Now that's all for today's episode. But remember, these conversations are just a starting point, and hopefully it's given you more than enough to think about and reflect on in your personal time. But don't let the conversation end here. Keep it going within your own personal circles. But as always, take care of yourselves, and you will hear from me in two weeks. Peace and light.